0: Spaces. If you've listened before, thank you so much for listening again. And if you're new, welcome. This podcast is bringing me so much joy and it's still in its early days. However, there's just been a lot of good that has come from it. And I feel just very happy to be doing it, happy to be having these conversations, and excited for what will continue to unfold. Today's conversation is with a dear friend. Her name is Ola. We met through a six-week online intuitive business coaching program in the middle of 2020 and clicked right away, to be honest. It was quite magical, actually, and I'm very grateful to be witnessing each other's journeys and that I got to bring her on the podcast. Ola is an intuitive human design and gene key coach with a focus on helping others step into their mission and their purpose. In this episode, we talk about what human design is, how it can be a helpful tool on one's healing journey, the importance and power of understanding our own energy. We talk quite a bit about travel and moving and finding and holding and creating sacred space as we are moving from place to place, as the physical space changes, sometimes quite frequently. And we also talk quite a bit about mission and purpose and what it means to find and live out one's purpose. It's a really great chat. Got so much from it myself. If anyone is curious about human design or gene keys after listening to this conversation, or maybe you already have been curious about it, Ola has a few amazing offers ranging from a one-hour session where you talk about your human design chart. You dig into your stories, experiences, learn about your energy, what next steps might be coming for you, and get a bit of clarity. Another offer contains four sessions. It's a human design and gene key container. This is to deeper understand ourselves and create further alignment with our highest selves. And there's also an extended offer. It's a three-month transformational container. And the three pillars this container focuses on are being, rebirth, and embodying. So if any of those stand out to you, please head over to Instagram at Initiating Within. I'm going to have this information in the show notes as well. You can check out the highlight section on Ola's Instagram and get some more details about what it's like to work with her. This conversation will speak for itself, capturing her light and her wisdom. Again, just an absolute honor to have her here. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here. It's so good to see you. It's been a long time and I'm really happy to have you on the podcast and get to share with my beautiful listeners your journey and what you're doing right now. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Ola.
1: I'm from Poland. Right now I'm in Mexico. I've been traveling already for almost six years. So I'm just like in this journey of discovering myself, of going deeper into who I am, what I'm meant to do. And I'm also serving women to step into their power, into their strength and align with who they truly are and not with who they think they should be because of society, because of what society tells us to be, to do. And I feel like more and more of us are awakening to the fact that what we think is right is not actually so right for us. What does sacred space mean to you? Mm, I love this question. And for me, it's this space where I'm allowing myself to be in tune with my heart, where Mm. I'm dropping, you know, the mind, where I'm allowing myself to be who I want to be in that moment, but want to be in a sense of like my heart wants me to be. Mm. So being very naked and vulnerable with myself. Mm. And for me, it's a very internal space. Because as I said, I'm traveling for six years. And I was always craving to find that place, right? Like I need to have that place. And of course, it's nice to have a place. It's nice to have some place where you can come back and feel home. But what I realized is that I am myself, for myself, this home and this sacred space. So for me, this is, you know, like this time that I'm creating and cultivating. And actually this question also triggered in me that, I can create more of that, right? Because I can create this intention to create the space as many times as possible and just remind myself
0: that it can be created anytime I desire to create it. Absolutely. You said from a space of your heart, would you say that's heart versus head in terms of making that distinction and intentionally leading with heart Is that in in contrast with head or is it in contrast with something else?
1: Yeah, it's in contrast with head. It's, you know, like this worry, what to do, what I should be doing, what is right, what is wrong, and I'm going to worry a bit. And that conversation I had with this person, and it was so triggering and I hate it, you know, stress. So it's like, okay, right now I'm letting it go. And if it's important, I'm going to come back to it but funny enough, we don't have to come back to it because it's just like going away. Yeah. So it's really like tuning into a present moment. And when we're in present moment, the only thing that is real is like what is in our heart.
0: Mm, I love that. When do you think you first became aware of sacred space as a concept and as something that was important to you?
1: Hmm, That's a good question. I think that when I first started my like self-growth journey and I was like craving to find that place like I was craving to find something outside of myself so I think that then like that was this concept of something that would create externally
0: Hmm. so it was
1: like around five years ago when I first like really started diving into it and I started hearing you know like this is my place this is where I want to be you know this is so sacred like, what is it for me? Where is it? And I was traveling the world and, like, maybe this place, maybe that place. So that was like this external search. And I was like looking for something outside of myself because I thought that what is within is not enough. Mm. That makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think we're told that what's within is not enough. Yeah. Society puts so much focus on education and good grades and winning in sports and doing art correctly and rarely are we asked what do you want what do you think what feels good to you what doesn't feel good to you Mm -hmm. for me that wasn't common or prioritized no we want to fit in we want to be
1: accepted so we're deeming like who we truly are right Mm -hmm. because there is a path that is being tall, that is the right one. So of course we want to be right. And as kids, like the only thing that we really want, we want to be loved. Yes. So we do anything to just find this love, this stream of love, stream of compassion, understanding being accepted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we end up turning off parts of ourselves in order to to receive that love. And we do that mm-hmm. by noticing what gets us what we are craving and Mm -hmm. kind of putting the rest to the side. For me, sacred space and the journey of creating it and defining it has been very much about noticing those sparks again and moving through life, just letting those pieces come back. Wow, Mm, I love that. Wow, that's so beautiful. And what you said about how you can create that and you can you can have more of it all the time that's mm-hmm. so beautiful and so important because it's a never ending well right like we have access to that light and to that space anytime mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And what
1: you said is a never, like it's a never ending journey, you know, like so many times I thought I got this. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh. No, it's just a roller coaster. It's a never ending roller coaster and journey. But I feel like the more in tune we, we are with this, you know, sacred space. Intentionally, we're just being more grounded in whatever happens because shit happens. Like that's how we learn. That's how we grow. And we are getting to know ourselves on this deeper level. And it's so beautiful. Mm. But I think that, you know, connecting with that sacred space with love is just giving us this beautiful chance and gift. Of being grounded in whatever happens and even saying, Hey, thank you. Like, I know that it's dark right now, but I know that I'm just breaking through some shit and I know that night is waiting for me. And I think that's when we are getting to this place and point, like, it's just easier and we're not scared to go out there mm-hmm. and take another risk and
0: to learn another lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In terms of sacred space, There's a unique layer of it when it comes to how much you've been traveling and you've kind of touched Mm -hmm. on that a little bit. But how has traveling impacted or shaped what sacred space looks like for you and your experience of it, both internal and external, right? Because Mm -hmm. I also see sacred space as the internal and external mirroring and Mm -hmm. reflecting and supporting Mm -hmm. each other. Wow.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so I think that like it was a trial and error process for me. So there are places where I felt not really good, and I felt that I'm not. Maybe I was doing like this shadow work, and I was going more internal, and it was always like very often associated with fear. You know, to say no to something and to be like, okay, I came here, so I should be staying here. It's good. Why am I complaining? So it's like you know the feeling of not worthiness. I'm not worthy of something better. Nevertheless, it was always, you know, like no matter where I go, I have my little package. I'm really minimalistic when it comes about my travel, but I have some stones or pieces or pictures that are super important for me. And Mm. maybe, you know, like sometimes there is a time when I'm just throwing it away and I'm buying something new because I'm growing. And also what I need around me is changing, Mm. but I have it always with me, like with me. So I always put it somewhere. So I always feel that there is this sacred space that I feel that it's a, there is a part of me wherever I am and I can always create it for myself. So it's like, you know, we always can create it if we want to. It's the same with meditation. Like for me, also my sacred space, it's my meditation practice, which I'm like, doing every day and it's like so important for me and I know that I'm not gonna skip it no matter what because it's like brushing my teeth or even more important mm-hmm. so no matter even when I was in hostel I was waking up earlier and I was sitting meditation when everybody was asleep mm-hmm. so you know it's like what is a priority for you like what is so important for you and also I'm into human design and I know that for not for everybody the rhythm and routine is good but i'm very like routine oriented like i know that the rhythm and momentum is something that that i need as my human design shows me and right now like i'm here in tulum in mexico and i really feel that i need to stay Mm -hmm. because i've been traveling so much and i was looking for that place you know but i'm like i feel good here right now so what if i'm gonna just try it out Mm -hmm. feel how i'm feeling and if another place is calling my name, then I'm going to move. So it's like, you know, I'm evolving with my travels and I'm seeing that the riverbing was fun, you know, like just changing and I don't have my space. And then I'm moving and different people, different energies. I lived in Canarian Islands before coming to US, like, And I live in a community house. So... I didn't have so much solitude which is also so important for me like I love solitude like I can just sometimes know close my door for days not to talk to anybody and just be within myself and I just went nuts like even though I had my routines and I had my sacred space it was like just so I was so absorbed by other people's energies I was feeling like I'm not myself like I don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. so it's like being in tune with your body and you know, like trusting your body and how your body feels in different places and how I felt in Canary Islands. Like I was overwhelmed with shame because I was like, who am I? Like, I'm not like, I'm not my highest self, quote unquote, but I was like not understanding what's happening. So like my body was weaker. I was not feeling so beautiful, you know, like there were like signs that it's not the space but I needed to learn some hard lessons in order right now to know that my body always knows and always guides me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And whenever we feel fatigued or tired or we're like, okay, I'm stressed, something is not right, our mind is like, but chill, it's okay, you know, like you can go, move, go through it. Like For me, it's like really trusting and being like radical with yes and no sometimes so if it's a no it's a no and I'm not gonna try to prove myself that it's a yes because I'm gonna learn a painful lesson because universe will be like hey just fucking wake up and (laughs) do what is best for you right because universe wants us to just try but we just sometimes don't listen because of conditioning that's why you know we have all these lessons to wake up yeah I went into like completely different direction. I think (laughs) that.
0: I love it. I think it's spot on and it's obviously exactly what was needed to to be shared. And I can can really relate. I've moved around a lot too. And a lot of those moves have been um, informed by sensations in my body and communications between my heart, soul, and mind. And one of my takeaways is that there there isn't a right or a wrong way to Mm do any of that, to move, to try things on, to change your mind. Another thing that was huge for me, and uh, I had to offer a lot of grace for myself, and actually a dear friend who will be on the podcast at some point, kind of shared this idea with me that sometimes it takes time for the heart, soul, and mind to get on the same page. Of course. And and that's okay. It's human.
1: Exactly. And you know, like everything, like the worst things that happen to me, like are the most beautiful things. Like, you know, it's just like when we look at our lives, we look back and the things that I was like, why is it happening to me? We're like, wow, I needed that to happen. Like Mm -hmm. I really needed that because I wouldn't be who I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that whatever happens is just for our greatest good. Mm. And it's about trusting like it's hard, but the more we like dive into it, the more we trust, you know, like every leap, every challenge, like awakens us to this greater love, to universal love. And I really feel that.
0: Mm. Yeah. You mentioned human design. I... Don't know too much about human design, but I've come across it many times, and I know that there are a handful of my listeners that are curious about what it is as well. <laughs> uh, I know it's quite complex, so um, I also know you're an expert. So if you could share with <laughs> us, and give kind of a, a high view idea of what it is, and mm-hmm. maybe then we can chat about how people can use it. And I'll let you take it away.
1: <laughs> so
0: human design, it's like. Um,
1: Beautiful tool because it combines Kabbalah, astrology, chakra system, I Ching and quantum physics. Mm -hmm. So it's like a combination of like five super powerful systems. And you have your chart and on your chart, you see the map that is here to guide you. The map that shows you what your energetic blueprint is, Mm -hmm. what your gifts are, what your challenges are. Where can you be conditioned by society? How to make decisions? (laughs) How people perceive you what you're here to do in this world like there is so much and I could just you know like go on because this is something so incredibly helpful when you want to step into an alignment with ourselves when you want to really understand ourselves and for me human design was such an eye opener and it showed up when I really needed it because I was like what I'm doing with my life I was investing in coaching and I was like I'm not in line with this coaching. They're telling me to do this and that. And I hate it. And But I'm, you know, like so in my mind, but I should be doing that because this is what is making me successful. And then I started diving into my human design. And apparently, I'm the most intuitive person ever. Like, I have the most intuitive parts of human design ever. I'm like, I'm not intuitive. Like, don't tell me that I'm intuitive. But then, you know, I'm looking back and I look at my life and I'm like, wow, like, the best decisions I made in my life were based on my intuition. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just my intuition. And it was not from my mind. It was literally my intuition telling me just go. And I didn't know what's going to happen. And... Then the other thing that I'm here to learn by making mistakes. And my parents always were like, oh, Ola is a problem. Like Ola is always, you know, she's always hurt. She's always doing that. She's always putting her finger in the socket. Like all the kids are well. And I'm like this bomb that is always, you know, like just hurt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because I'm learning by making mistakes. And this is how I'm stepping into the position of role model, because this is what I'm here to embody. And then with a combination of my life work, so like the sun in astrology, they are using I Ching to describe it even in more detail. So it's specifically targeting you. It's really powerful. And my sun is about initiation. It's right. about leaps. It's about stepping into the unknown and awakening. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, like my life makes sense. And suddenly, you know, it helped me to shift this perspective on myself and on what I thought, there is something wrong with me I'm too much you know like I cannot do what other people are doing that I hate school like why the fuck do I hate school because mm-hmm. school is not appropriate for me and for how I'm designed to live so for me it was just like such an eye-opener on so many things and like just giving myself grace and compassion and actually realizing you know that when I trigger somebody I am gonna trigger people because this is how my energy is also designed Mm. and you know trigger is not always negative because it's just a reflection mm. and you know we treat awakening as something amazing beautiful happy and it can happen and suddenly we'll be like in this bliss state of like wow you know like i understand life is amazing but usually it happens because we see what we didn't want to see mm. right So for me also like just allowing myself for that to be like, okay, this is who I am. This is how my energy works. Like I don't have to do anything in order to embody that. So why I won't allow myself. for like fully claiming that and being like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And it's for greatest good of all. So now like just trusting that and trusting my purpose. I was so obsessed with my purpose. You know, like, what is your purpose? And I was even like helping people to find their purpose. And then I started contemplating my human design And I didn't ask this question since I started because I understand what my purpose is. And purpose is a quality of your consciousness. So it's not what you do, but it's about how you feel. And human design allows you to contemplate on that. So you understand the quality of your consciousness. You understand how you feel when you're following what you're meant to follow and what you're meant to do for others. So, you know, it's like, it's not just, oh, I'm going to just give you the steps and do it. And I'm going to tell you, And many people are like, okay, one session and I'm done. I'm like, no, right now the work starts. Mm. The part of human design that is so difficult is the conditioning. Because we are being conditioned, right? To be like, I don't know, do A, B, C. To make decisions from our head. To follow the crowd, you know, to do the things the way other people are doing. And in human design, suddenly they tell you, this is your strategy. This is how you need to make decisions. And you're like, what the fuck should I do right now? Like, I hate it. And your mind is turning on. Like, just come back to the old way and it will be dirty and messy. And it will be like, I don't want to do it. Like, I hate human design. <laughs> and so many times my clients are like, I don't want to. The human design is overwhelming because you're like, I want to just go to my old way mm-hmm. because it's breaking through and it's really like, it's really life-changing if you commit to it. And if you want to go on this journey, but it's so rewarding and so beautiful and so enhancing because it's not about what you say to others, but it's about embodiment. So mm-hmm. it's not about words. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to explain things to others because you're embodying that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's you know what the whole process of working with human design gives you. It's just this beautiful opportunity to be that person that you always wanted to be. To feel, you know, like I am strong. And somebody's telling you, hey, you're so strong. And you can look back at that person and say, yes, I know. And that's the embodiment piece that I love because it gives you this power to just freaking believe in yourself
0: yeah. and
1: know your worthiness. Mm.
0: It sounds like a really powerful tool. Yeah. I love that it incorporates a, a lot of different mm-hmm.
1: practices.
0: I loved what you said about quality of your consciousness. Can you say more on that? It just hit a chord in me and I just need to I just need to hear more because we are so obsessed with what do you do? That's a question people ask all the time. When when you first meet them, what do you do? And what are you working on? I've personally been trying to shift much more into how am I being? Mm -hmm. How am I showing up? Embodiment is a great word. That's actually my word for the year that I picked. Wow! Embodiment. So I am so into the idea of just leaning into that being.
1: Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's based on jinky, So it's a part of human design. And actually, it's something I'm specializing in because it requires you to contemplate on your behaviors, your patterns. And one of the parts of contemplation process is contemplating your life purpose. So quality of your consciousness. So what's the quality of your mind of how you're feeling when you are doing something. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're engaging in action, interaction, relationship, like being somewhere, like you kind of follow your purpose. Right now I feel like, yeah, I am following my purpose. And for instance, for me, it's about simplicity of expressing myself. So it's like not just words, but sometimes when I'm just messing around and I'm just funny and people are laughing, when we sometimes speak words, that are penetrating and that are so real and so true, they're helping us to anchor in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And for me, understanding that, understanding that I can do it even when I have a conversation with somebody, that I can do it when I write, I can do it when I dance, I can do it when I walk, I can do it when I'm swimming in a swimming pool, I can do it so many times during my day. And I can realize that actually, I'm following my purpose all the time, if I choose to. If I'm allowing myself to, why aren't we following our purpose? Because we're not present. Mm. So what they say is whenever we're not present, whenever we're in a mode of worrying and doubting, and what should I do? This is the shadow pattern. And this is what is preventing us from actually stepping into our purpose. And need to know like when we're just opening ourselves on this sweet moment of being like just being not thinking but you know like I am and I laugh out loud and I giggle and I feel like you know the time could stop and I'm not looking at my at, at the clock and I, I don't fucking care that's the moment when you're following your purpose
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for me understanding that was just like oh wow
0: that distinction is huge because like we said before purpose is so often seen as career or how we make money and seen as something concrete or something that we need to find and structure and translate into human form (laughs) but it's so much more about spirit and about how you show up and I love that purpose can be carried out in just how you dance, how you make people laugh, how you eat, just how you're carrying yourself and how you're walking through life.
1: Exactly. We can have mission and I have a mission. I want to awaken people. I want to show them their greatness. Mm. But I know that I can do it when I am present, when Mm. I am embodiment of what I want to give them. So now it's like about the simple moments. And the simple moment because we think always you know there's this extraordinary thing when i get there then i'm gonna do it then i'm gonna have an impact but i think it's about the realization that actually ordinary moments are creating our extraordinary lives and ordinary moments are bringing us closer to living in this full beautiful alignment with our purpose with what we're meant to do in this world mm-hmm
0: mission I love that word and I'm going mm-hmm. to steal it for myself it. in the sense of <laughs> <replacing> <laughs> this thought of like having to find it whatever it is and that distinction between purpose and mission is yeah. really pivotal that's you are quite brilliant <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah it's like you know just kind of putting weight off your shoulders mm-hmm. you know it's like okay I have my mission and I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to do my best. I can only do my best. Mm -hmm. And also human design shows, you know, how your energy works. Mm -hmm. So you know what your best is and how you're meant to make this best happen. Mm
0: -hmm. Because you know how energy works. Unique to to each person. Mm -hmm. You do human design readings. Do you see a lot of uniqueness and distinction in charts? Every person is different. And of course, you
1: know, there are the same designs. A few people can be born in the same city, like LA. LA is huge. At the same time, like, it can be the same. Nevertheless, every person is so different because we have different experiences, different stories. Like the story and experiences are like just the little cherries on top. They're making it so special and so unique. But personally, when I'm doing human design readings, like I never see to the same charts. And I always look at the chart as something new, something fresh. I never compare because it's not about, you know, like, oh, that person is this. And no, like, this is who is coming to me. And the person is so unique. Mm. And I just see the story in front of me. And then during our sessions, like for me, it's so important to have this intuitive reading when I am talking with them and I see what's important for them. And different questions are popping up for different people. Yeah, And you know, the story is always different. There is no one way to see the chart and there is no one way a person will express its greatness, its potential. I was talking actually with twins. So they're the same, but there is so different and we're talking even about their traumas from the past and how problem for one is not a problem at all for the other one and they have different views on what was happening in their lives so also the interpretation of human design and the energy behind human design is so different because it's so much more than just you know like a piece of paper there is a person with so much to give to offer ups downs you know experiences that are shaping and are creating you know like this complexity in all of
0: that yes yeah that's amazing yeah what kind of connection would you draw between human design and sacred space
1: mm, that's a good question i think it's more you know like i said that for me it's being in tune with my heart so honoring who i am honoring who i am at my core Honoring my energetic alignment and knowing when I am energetically aligned with who I truly am. Mm. So, I think that's, you know, like when you can recognize your patterns, when you can see I'm acting right now from the shadow frequency, oh, the center is undefined. And I know that there is this tendency that I have. So, you know, like whenever I want to act from these places, I can call myself out and be like, okay, but who I truly am. Mm. who I truly am at my core and then in human design was so beautiful they say that there is self and not self so self it's who you truly are it's your light it's your greatness it's your brilliance not self yeah it's your shadow worry negative self-talk but it's everything that you acquired from society from your environment right so with that distinction you know knowing that who you truly are is light And the rest is just the story. Mm. It's like, can help you so easily. Just this is who I am. And from that place, I'm observing everything that is happening, you know, around me, my head. I don't have to engage. I'm observing. So it puts you in this position of, okay, I'm in charge of my life. I'm a creator. I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. I'm gorgeous. And this is who I'm choosing to be. This is a person I know I am deep at my core. Mm. Yeah.
0: I love the self awareness it's really it's a deep quality of self awareness it sounds like human design provides
1: exactly and this is my biggest intention for human design because i see many people working with it and i was like i i don't want to work with it because i didn't really agree with you know their way of working which is resonating with many other people right but for me it's like really getting deep into yourself like that's my biggest intention because I think that's the greatest gift we can give to ourselves get to know ourselves know ourselves better know what's right know what's good and just follow you know our
0: bliss and glow and spark Mm, yeah yeah what does a reading look like what does a reading consist of and can you give us a little bit of insight into what it might be like to have a human design reading So for me I always you know start with an intention I'm starting
1: with you know like a little questionnaire so I can know what to focus on and how I should read the chart Mm -hmm. and I always prepare a whole analysis before the reading Mm -hmm. and then during the reading with an intention with knowing what maybe are some struggles what is that theme that is showing up so you know like I have this knowing Mm -hmm. we start the conversation and then there is an intuitive guidance so like we just connect the dots and everything is just like mind-blowing how you know our intuition can guide us throughout the process Mm. so we just trust we have a conversation sometimes I'm. sometimes there are days and there are clients with who i'm just like talking mostly because like it's very clear what needs to come through and sometimes like okay we're having this conversation we're diving into this part deeper or that part deeper so it's really depending on the other person and this is something that i love as well mm-hmm. because every story is different and for me like also seeing how all of people are interacting differently with me it just confirms that there is no other you like you cannot do what i'm doing i cannot do what you're doing we cannot copy each other like i cannot try to do what you're doing because it's not going to be authentic it's not going to be energetically aligned with who i truly am Mm. and it's such a beautiful for me like to witness that to see that to just enjoy others greatness like Mm. this harmony because we are all here to do something to this planet back into this balance and harmony Mm. and it's only gonna happen when we all follow you know our highest alignment and knowing that we all have a beautiful part to play Mm. and that part is different and it's not worse it's not better it's just different absolutely absolutely So also when it comes about stepping into alignment with your human design, like it's a process. Mm. Sometimes we feel that we're really aligned and sometimes we feel that we are not able to find our paths. And for me, I mentioned I was in Canarian Islands and I was really misaligned. I was experiencing lots of frustration and lots of shame and guilt and I was not happy in my body. And then dream come true because... I was supposed to have a retreat in LA. So my first big retreat with Brooke. So you know Brooke. Yeah, so she was our mindset coach in our program. She's an incredible coach. And we're collaborating and I'm like, man, I'm going to host a retreat with Brooke. Like it's, it's a dream, you know. I went there and my body just collapsed. Mm. Like my body collapsed. My body said, You cannot do anything. I couldn't host any workshops. I was just in my bed. And I was like, What is happening? Mm. When we don't listen to gentle signs, like we're going to get this lesson. And for me, what at that time I felt it's like the worst thing that could happen because I came from Europe to LA and I was about to, you know, like start something nice and something fresh. Mm. It was the biggest blessing for me because like i need to get healthy i need to take care of myself i need to start again you know like with all my practices and i need to reflect on my business i need to really like just focus on my own well-being Mm. and sometimes i think what is so important is knowing that we cannot give from an empty cup yeah that when we're empty we cannot give this beautiful energy. Like we cannot embody our highest selves, but we're not giving ourselves this permission to take care of ourselves, to nourish ourselves, to put in our bodies like high quality food because it's so important. And I was realizing that the more I was in tune with my design, and it's also what human design says, the more I was like really willing to eat healthy, like to just put in my body... The most high-quality food because I needed that in order to give others the highest quality ever of my service. Mm. It's a process of moving up, of moving down, and of finding alignment for yourself. And sometimes, you know, like stepping back and looking at the things that we're doing and deciding to let it go. That's the, the conditioning process. Yes. I went to Costa Rica And Costa Rica, I was super into this solitude, being with myself, taking care of myself. And I was really like diving deep into who I truly am. And I did some ceremonies. I was working a lot with plant medicine. And during my last ayahuasca ceremony, she told me, because during ayahuasca ceremony, you feel like you have a connection with the plant. So basically, she speaks to you. You feel that her presence, her spirit is talking to you. And she just showed me like what my like how I built my business and that it was built on insecurity. Mm. That it was built as a little girl. It was built on this and that. It was like just like super painful lessons. Mm. But the main message was like, just you need to let it go. If you want to grow, you need to let it go. If you want to fully step into alignment, you need to burn this down. Mm. I was like, no, like I don't want to, you know, like we're building that for years. And you know, like I was getting momentum of my business, like followers, like emails, and I'm like I'm not doing that. But after the ceremony, I knew that I have to do it in order to step into an alignment with who I truly am. And then from that point, I stopped planning. Mm. And this is also a part of my human design. I'm very undefined with how I meant to walk my path that I'm not meant to have like A, B, C, D. It's just one decision at a time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to Tulum. I don't know what's going to happen. I went to Tulum. Something else showed up. I'm doing that. I don't know what's going to happen. I did that. The next step is showing up. So, you know, it's like, it's such a fun, (laughs) scary sometimes process because it's like lots of unknown and, you know, stretching myself into this, like my control freak is freaking out because it's like, who are you you know and this question is showing up so often in my mind like who are you Ola like Mm. I don't know you but also you know like knowing like sometimes I look at myself in the mirror Mm. I'm like okay I want to get to know you like who, who are you truly at your core and I think that everything that happened from the retreat and me making this conscious decision so to take care of my health of my body having all the ceremonies and working with plant medicine to making like huge decisions in my life burning down everything that I was building and I was obsessed with my business so much like that was the biggest obsession of mine like uh, last two years
0: yeah
1: I felt naked but I also felt free and I felt like finally I have space to follow my human design strategy to do what truly feels right to connect what I'm really willing to create and to you know create life the way I desire to create not from a place of scarcity and like oh I have to do it because otherwise I'm gonna die you know Mm -hmm. but uh, from a place I want to do it because I know that this is something that lights me up I know that this is aligning with my values I know that i am just so happy when i'm doing that and i'm gonna go for it and of course challenges are there like there are ups there is downs but i also feel that finally you know i'm building my life from a place of authenticity and alignment with what i truly desire and from a place of wholeness ownership you know Not like, I'm just going to flow, because there was also a period of my life where I was like, I'm just flowing, you know, like, I'm just flowing and things will will happen for me. (laughs) But we also need both, right? Like, sometimes we are like, okay, I need to flow, super feminine, right? Like, I don't need structure. And so I was like, okay, structure, strategy, A, B, C, D. What I realize also right now at this point that I need both. I need structure in order to make my dreams come true and to also feel better because we all love feeling of accomplishment, right? Like at the end, we all love feeling accomplished, especially generators, manifesting generators. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that is really bringing us, you know, to this state of almost ecstasy. And I know that I want it and I know that I need this structure in order to make it happen. So, but I also, I am creative being, I'm so creative. I love creativity both are like just so incredibly important so it's like really about balance everything is about balance about harmony about finding it within yourself and when you find it within yourself suddenly you are getting clear on how to create it in your life so it's like coming you know from this place of wholeness you're experiencing within yourself Mm. and then you know you you are whole also outside Mm. so your internal is being reflected in the external and you see just magic. Like mm. we're living in a magical world. It's just about us waking up. The fact that we can really live lives that we want to live. And it's not, it's not always pink and glowy, but it's magical and beautiful and exciting and fun. So this is like really something that I wish that we all can experience and create together
0: yeah what you said reminds me of the the consciousness again because Mm -hmm. how do we get to a place of willingness where we're okay with tearing down what we built Mm. the only way is by being in line with and in touch with and and leading from that place of consciousness and trust and authenticity exactly
1: and you know like for me also something that. I wish I had known earlier to really like connect with love, you know, like to connect with the sense of love and sense of you are always guided. Because there was a time when I was not connected with that and it was really difficult because I was taking leaps, but I was like feeling very unstable mm. because that can also happen. So, you know, like really building trust that you are guided and creating these practices for yourself when you're like, okay, love is guiding me. I'm always protected. I can trust. I can take this step. Asking even for signs, like whatever works for you, but you know, like making this conscious connection with love and light. Mm -hmm. And even when somebody's listening is like, like bullshit, like love and light universe, what is that? Like, this is also, we can look at it from the perspective of like, you can program your brain the way you want to so for me like more beneficial is to program my brain in a way that there is universe that there is love, that I am protected I'm always gonna find my way and I'm always gonna just expand and I will see such incredible possibilities in the unknown and outside of I used to do that's for me like something that I prefer to believe in uh, than in any other stories so it's also, you know, like asking yourself, what do you want to believe in? Like what reality you want to make as real, create as real?
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what creating sacred space is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Asking that question again and again and again. Something you said earlier in our conversation was you were talking about having uh, different sacred items with you and different things that reflect your internal space. And that sometimes those things have to be left behind. Sometimes we've outgrown it. It's mm-hmm. done what it's need to do for us and us for it. And we welcome new things in. And I think that's part of the process.
1: hmm it is and it's amazing (laughs) it's really amazing it's like first steps are always scary right but then it's like okay what next to bring it on yeah and we're just loving
0: the ride absolutely this is a question I like to end with what is something that you do to create sacred space a practice or anything something that's special to you
1: Mhm. So for me there are two things that are really important and the first thing is meditation. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very strong practice for me. Maybe three things. First is meditation. It's like I've been meditating for like four years and it really changed my life. It makes me feel that I can come back to the present moment, be present and I just you know when the worries and the storm is happening in my mind or around me, then I can always center myself Mm -hmm. and I have this powerful tool to go back to the present moment, to go back to the present moment, to be present because the only thing that we can impact is the present moment. Mm -hmm. So I think that having this self-awareness practice that is grounding you back in the present is so important. So for me, that's the first thing. The second thing, gratitude, like gratitude, gratitude, but gratitude, not in a way, oh, I'm grateful. Hey, you know, it's like really like living gratitude. So, you know, like pausing during your day and like, what am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? You know, like sometimes when I walk and I'm like, just thank you, thank you, thank you for every step. So it's like very also for me, deep practice of expressing gratitude for life, for myself every time. First thing in the morning, it's like really expressing gratitude, but like this deep gratitude. Then before bed, like just thinking about my whole day and thinking about the thing that was the most amazing that happened. So I'm really connecting with the sense of, okay, I'm abundant and this life is working for me. And there are so many blessings because what we think we attract, right? So it's like so easy. hear it when we're like angry because it's not so easy but it it makes me feel better my intention is to live in a life that is blessing me with so many beautiful things and gratitude i know that is helping me to attract that Mm. and then the last practice that is really important for me is creativity like daily creativity because this is we're all creative rebels like we all have you know this creative talent and I think the more we allow ourselves to express our creativity the more in tune we're becoming with who we truly are Mm. so we are really giving the space to our like essence and genius to flow through us to express itself and we're, you know like just feeling oh my gosh there is this magic piece that I have I'm doing that for myself, or I'm doing it sometimes for others, because maybe others will resonate with that. But it's like just this extension of soul, of your heart, of your uniqueness, and can really help us to connect with this authentic piece of who we truly are. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. the full practices. And I think, you know, we can all take a piece from what works for us Mm -hmm. and create our own sacred space.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Ola, thank you so much for sharing your light and your journey, both the easy parts and the not so easy parts. I just need to affirm and acknowledge how much of a light you are and and really an authentic light. It's um, really beautiful to see you move through the world and just be on fire with your purpose and your mission and how you are unapologetically just dedicated to bringing that gift to others so thank you
1: thank you so so much and what do you see in me you have within yourself as well thank you
0: oh this is really good
1: oh i'm so happy thank <laughs> you it was so much fun